Yo, 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 everybody, it's Stretch Armstrong. And my name is Bobito Garcia, K. Cool Bob Love. If you love this podcast you are listening to, you should check out our new show, What's Good with Stretch and Bobito. This is not your average interview show. We're going to be telling stories that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the NPR One app, or however you find your podcasts. It's What's Good. There's a lot going on in Girls Trip. It's a comedy about friendship and the bonds between women with jokes about hallucinating and the acid level of grapefruit juice. Just a lot. Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Tiffany Haddish, and Regina Hall play four college friends who reunite at the Essence Festival in New Orleans, where they catch up, goof off, and, of course, behave badly. And the movie is raunchy. So raunchy, in fact, that our ethics editor insisted on a raunch warning before playing this clip. I got drugs in my booty. You know what? That can cause a lot of infection. Girl, you can't get no infection in your booty hole. The film's big first weekend is not a surprise, given some of the -the behind-the-scenes talent. Director Malcolm D. Lee made the Best Man series, and the producers count among their projects two ride-along movies and two think-like-a-man movies. You put these films together, and you have combined domestic box office of around $487 million. Plus, there's always been an appetite for girlfriend ensembles like Waiting to Exhale, Living Single, Sex in the City, and Bridesmaids. This summer, we've already seen Rough Night come and go. And now, Girls Trip is a smash. I'm Linda Holmes. We're pouring a tall cocktail and putting on our sparkly heels on this episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour. Support for this podcast and the following message come from USA Network's The Center, a new limited series following a young mother, played by Jessica Biel, who commits a startling act of violence she can't explain. A police investigator becomes obsessed with uncovering the truth, and together, they discover the secrets hidden in her past. Everyone knows she did it. No one knows why. The series also stars Bill Pullman and Christopher Abbott. The Center premieres Wednesday, August 2nd at 10, 9 central on USA Network. Before we get started, let's go around the table. I am at NPR West. I'm Stephen Thompson with NPR Music. And joining us this week is Code Switch's Gene Demby. Hi, Gene. What's good? Uh, well, many things are good, Gene. Many things are good. And in New York <laughs> is the host of Slate's podcast, Represent, Aisha Harris. Hi, Aisha. Hi, it's an honor to be here. I love the show. We're so happy to have you. Aisha did a, a previous uh, Black Film Canon episode with us that you can find uh, in our back catalog. Aisha, you wrote about this movie for Slate. Uh, What did you think of it? Well, I really loved how this is a film that really knew its audience and knew exactly what to give it to them. (laughs) Um, It had everything. It had Queen Latifah. It had uh, Regina Hall and and Jada Pickens-Smith and someone who many people may not have been familiar with, but who I've admired for uh, quite some time now, Tiffany Haddish, stealing the show. And I think... I just really loved the way in which like, we get to see both Queen Latifah and Jada back together after 21 years. If you haven't seen Set It Off. Has it been 21 great. years? <laughs> oh my yeah, God. And there's, and there's a little, yeah, and there's a little Set It Off joke. Yeah, there um, is. Oh my but God. I just think it does a really great job of, of giving the audiences that. There's so many musical numbers. Yes. Like random impromptu dance scenes. Hot men in the screening I was at when Kofi Siraboy, I think yeah. that's how you pronounce his name, who is known as Ralph Angel on Queen Sugar. Uh-huh. Uh, as soon as he appeared, our entire audience just erupted into yep. cheers and giggles. Mine too. Mine too. So, I think, yeah, mine, mine erupted in, 
in moaning sort of <laughs> yeah it was it was it was like a it was a very visceral like erotic reaction yeah. to to his appearance and for like 5 seconds before he shows up later but anyway uh, yeah i just think it does a great job of getting exactly to the heart of what the audiences want and all in the female friendship and all that other stuff too <laughs> all that other stuff too yada yada gene what did you think of this movie well, it didn't feel like fan service but i mean i saw a girls trip in a packed theater in Orlando, Florida, with my co switch teammate Leah Danella. I think the theater was maybe 95% black women, which mm-hmm. is pretty much like the perfect place to see this movie. Yeah. It was just yeah. so much fun when Kofi steps on the scene, when he steps, when he first walks into the scene, the same thing happened that was just like this sort of like, ugh. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it was like, you know, the movie is set at Essence Fest, which is like this humongous. I mean, I think every year, like 500,000 people descend on New Orleans for Essence Fest. But it's mostly black women, right? You know, it's like the interstitials, which they cut the new edition, singing some old songs. Like everyone in the theater was singing. It was just <laughs> mm-hmm. so much fun. Even the, the cheesier bits were undercut by moments of like really, like actual really funny humor, usually delivered by Tiffany Haddish, who we have to talk about. Yeah, we because, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about her. She is amazing. Every time she stepped on the scene, she just lit up and like basically steals the show. I think my first introduction to her actually though was in an episode of the Champs podcast in which she is from a couple years ago and she talked about her life. It's like the furthest thing from what we see in Girls Trip. Her, her life is filled with lots of horrible things that have happened to her but the way in which she's like used that to turn it into a really what's now going to become I hope a fruitful career I think is just really inspiring. Yeah. What did you think, Stephen? You know, in the first, like, five minutes of this movie, I thought, you know, is this movie going to be for me? Like, it, it, it just, it felt like some... It's some, not for you. No, it is definitely you. not for me. But, but, like, but, like, am I going to enjoy it? Like, I felt like some of the exposition was a little clunky. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the, the introduction of the characters is kind of featherweight. And it just... And then I realized, like, no, this is just to get this movie where it's trying to go as quickly as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And that is mm-hmm. to the land of jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> both of you, Aisha and, and, and Jean, mentioned seeing this in a the- in a full theater is absolutely the optimal way to see mm-hmm. this movie. It is actually like a ride if yeah. you are seeing it in a in a big crowd of people. And you know, you mentioned the kind of lusty moans or whatever <laughs> that, that came up in in the theater <laughs> I was in. Those were were largely directed at Lorenz Tate. Oh yeah, that he got yeah, the yes, yeah. uh, a lot of fans yes. Lorenz, <laughs> who looks exactly the same as he did. Looks exactly looks the same. So good. <laughs> but is is basically like like carrying a bazooka that shoots charisma. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 once once <clears throat> the actual ride starts, Starts. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun, and and Tiffany Haddish absolutely steals every scene in, in in this film. But the whole thing has this. There's also kind of a good-natured knockabout charm that is occasionally punctuated by these blasts of very loud, very silly, sometimes urine-drenched, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, just these kind of ridiculously over-the-top silly scenes. I'll be curious to see like how this movie translates to like the home home viewing experience right. mm-hmm. because it yeah. is such it is such a kind of a beautiful crowd experience yes. uh, to, to just ride along with this very silly very fun movie absolutely yeah so I know exactly what you meant Stephen when you when you said I wasn't sure if it was going to be for me and, and I had the same reaction I should do which is to say it's definitely not for you it's not for me either but one of the things that for I me. really thought was 
nice about it that uh, that I mentioned on Twitter was there's a little exchange. Regina Hall is playing not exactly Oprah, a little younger than Oprah, but like a very popular, you know, live your best life sort of media figure. And her agent, who is played by Kate Walsh, who you might know from, you know, private practice and, and stuff like that, is kind of trying to psych her up for this trip to Essence Fest. And I can't remember exactly what it is that she says. But there is a sort of a response to that from Ryan, the Regina Hall character, where she basically gives a speech to Kate Walsh that to me is aimed at white people, especially white women, seeing the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is welcome have a great time. Please do not attempt to emulate what you are seeing because you are, as she puts it, you are a guest. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I felt like it's in the movie, it's aimed at Kate Walsh going to Essence Fest, but I feel like it serves the dual purpose of also explaining to a lot of audiences, like this doesn't mean that you as a bunch of white women or other women who aren't black should walk out of this movie and make this the model of how you behave and talk to your girlfriends. Do you know what I mean? Right. I also felt like that moment in particular, that that Kate Walsh character is pretty much in every black movie I've ever yes. seen. That like this kind of black movie where it's like the white person who tries to be down. And usually you don't have that moment where the black character is like, no, you are a guest. Usually the black character is just like Rose giving them the side eye right. like, can you yes. believe this? So I feel like that was sort of a, a bit of a, I don't know if a progressive moment is the right word, but this, it shows how we've come a little bit further in that a movie like this feels like it can be direct in that way instead of just kind of being more subtle about it or just kind of laughing about it. I do think that there is a way that this movie could not have existed like 10 years ago. This is going to sound weird, but I think we like owe sort of a debt to like Tiffany Pollard and like Amber Rose and like Olivia Pope. In a lot of ways, the ways you've seen this explosion of uh, black women helmed TV shows that have, like, chipped away at some of the politics of respectability, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that, like, black women can't be on TV and be wilding out, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, that, and, like, I don't think... I think if this movie came out in, like, 2007, that it would have gotten a very different reception, right? I just think there's more space for, like... Like, I honestly don't think a show like Insecure, which I love, or a show like Being Mary Jane had, could have existed 10 years ago. And I think watching this movie is, like, like we're in a remarkable political moment just because, like, there would have been so much pushback, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, this idea that there's this black woman like sort of behaving badly in public. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it's very clear that like whether you're talking about black women specifically or just audiences in general, I was not surprised that this movie made a lot more money than Rough Night did. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at the track record of some of the folks who are involved in this movie, it's almost like Hollywood is getting past a little bit of its some of its bad habits just because <laughs> of the business just because of the well I'm, just because of the business imperative. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that was also true when Friday came out. That's right. Or waiting yeah. to exhale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies aimed at black audiences have done extraordinarily well, and and analysts have been saying, oh, they outperformed expectations. Right. Since when did Friday come out? Like 1994. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, and if you 95, I think. 95. Yeah, and if you still think that movies like this are overperforming expectations, then 
then you have to question how you're formulating your expectations, That's right. I think. One of the things that was like remarkable was watching Regina Hall get the, I mean, she's usually the Tiffany Haddish character. I mean, obviously not turned up like to a million the way Tiffany Haddish is, but she's usually the person who goes into every scene and steals the scene out from everyone else. She's usually the best and funniest thing in the movie she's in. It was just like, when you have a bunch of black women who are on the screen at the same time, then like Regina Hall gets to do something a little bit different. She still gets to be really funny, but then there's like more space seated to, you know, Tiffany Haddish to be crazy. Or like um, Jada Pinkett, who we don't often get to see being like really, really silly. Um, She was really, really good in this movie. Yeah, I mean, to Jean's point about Tiffany Haddish's character, I did wonder, I was like, okay, she is not what some would consider quote unquote respectable. Right. So why are we all totally okay with this? <laughs> and and when you mention Regina Hall, like I think of the first time I I remember really Regina Hall sticking in my memory is in the scary movie movies. Mm-hmm. She was basically playing I guess a satirical version of very ghetto, loud stereotype of black women. And then you have Tiffany Haddish who I think we can all say is like being herself in many ways, but is also very, but is also very turned up. And they're kind of two sides of the same coin in a way. But like Brenda, uh, (laughs) Regina Hall's character in Scary Movie, some people considered offensive. Whereas with Tiffany, 10 years, 15, actually almost like 20 years, wow, almost 20 years later (laughs) after Scary Movie is like, we're totally on board with it. And I do think that there is something to Jean's point of, about the idea of like Real Housewives and, and I Love New York and all of those shows sort of helping to pave the way for that to to get to the point where like we can have all of these things. And also I think just Tiffany Haddish's character in general is not just a one-dimensional character by no, any means right. in, in the movie. She has some some layers and some moments of like real, like we see her, I saw her. Yeah, and I think there is a lot in this movie just from the standpoint of being about friendships and female friendships in particular and how important and nurturing they are. And what I one of the things I, I kind of dig about the way this movie ends is that they just go ahead and are very direct about what I guess I would call the messaging of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily messaging in like a, a negative way. It's a sense that, you know, when we opened talking about how good this movie is at serving its audience, I think there is a real sense that an audience that is at this movie, particularly like at this moment, maybe, this is really something that they want to hear. And I think putting it in the movie in a direct, straightforward way and having it actually said by characters and giving those characters some moments like there are it's almost there are parts of the movie that really do almost feel like the musician who comes out and is like, you know, Cleveland is the best city in every screen. There is a line late in the film that is delivered by Regina Hall to the, her character's husband. The audience I was with, it's a small moment in some ways, but the audience I was with went a bazoo because they were so eager to see that from her and from that character. And I admired that a lot. I did find it interesting that the, well, I guess interesting but not surprising that the movie had sort of the thing that all of these kinds of movies have where the protagonist or one character is in, is in a relationship. They know it's not good for them. They stay in it. But then there's another character who's ready to like saddle up and like be there once that relationship goes sour. And that was you know, basically Lorenz Tate's character. I hope that's not giving it too much away. I uh, think it's pretty obvious pretty quickly. It's not really a plot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like I, I was just kind of like, well, couldn't she just have been happy and not? Ha- I no, look. I want Lorenz Tate in the movie by all means, necessary. <laughs> but 
did he have to be the potential love interest? Like, couldn't she just be like leave her husband and be happy, like without even having prospects? Gotcha. And I, I, right. it's you know, and and that's the thing is that like these movies always have whether it's male or female, there's always like someone on the sidelines who's like ready to go, and it's like you won't be alone for long, so it's okay. Everything you're doing yeah. is fine. <laughs> like, yeah, right. there is a twinge I think of of sort of conservatism in this movie, believe it or not, despite how sort of crazy and out there it is they're quite careful in that uh in setting him up as the potential love interest to guard his sort of insistence that he will not pursue it while she's married right do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that's a that is a slightly you know that i think they are cautious about that in this film to sort of protect the vision of her character that they have as well as the vision of his character so yeah. Well, yeah. it's a boy. It's a fun. So much fun. It's a fun yeah. movie, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to hear what a lot of you think about Girls Trip. Come and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCHH or tweet at us at PCHH. Thanks to Stephen and Jean for being here. Thanks to Aisha for being here. You can find Aisha on Twitter at Crafting My Style. And on Friday, we will be back to talk about a much bigger and louder and more French film, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And Aisha will be with us for that, too. So thanks for listening.